0: Recorded live at IPW in San Antonio, Texas, this is Brand USA Talks Travel. IPW 2023 brings together travel professionals from more than 70 countries. We've brought the podcast to Texas so you can hear directly from the leaders in the travel industry. Now, here's your host, Mark Lapidus.
1: I understand you have quite a bow tie collection.
0: I do. I have an extensive bow tie collection.
1: So does this mean you
0: know how to tie them? Of course. Doesn't every man? Maybe if I did, I would actually wear one. (laughs) I also hear that you do karaoke. I do. I have a go-to song. It's Bill Withers. Can I hear some Bill Withers? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so here we go. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sorry, couldn't resist. (laughs) All right, so now that we've got the levity out of the way, should we jump into something
0: serious? I should introduce you first, though, right, shouldn't I? That would be awesome. How often do people mispronounce your name? Oh, my gosh. Probably two out of three times people mispronounce my name. But I respond to everything, so you can call me whatever. I'm going to call you Macharia, is that right? Man, that's like one shot, right? Was I correct? Oh, that's bullseye. That's perfect. Unbelievable.
1: My guest today is Macharia Davis, the branch chief for the electronic system for travel authorizations. Most of us know that as ESTA and the electronic visa update system. Is that EVIS? I've never heard that That said. is EVIS. It yes, is it EVIS. Is. Okay. Absolutely. See, I learn something new every day. He's also a travel industry liaison for the Office of Field Operations. Before joining U.S. Customs and Border Protection, Macharia served more than 17 years in the United States Armed Forces. Thank you for your service, sir. Thank you. Among his many military awards, he received the Bronze Star for his 2016-2017 service in Afghanistan. We've had the levity out of the way now, so I think we're going to jump to something really serious. Okay. There's a lot of chatter around the industry concerning Cuba. Back in January of 2021, Cuba was added to the state sponsors of terrorism list. And I've heard discussion about this in our own office, Macharia, so mm-hmm. I know it is a hot topic. If a traveler is found to have visited a country designated as a state sponsor of terrorism, that traveler is no longer eligible for the visa waiver program. They must apply for a visa to enter the United States through ordinary means, right? Correct. So hundreds of thousands of tourists do go to Cuba. Can you clarify the policy and how CBP
0: is enforcing it? So, the United States is completing its final steps in our policy implementation for the visa waiver program's change of adding Cuba as a state sponsored terror. As we all know, the designation took place on January 12, 2021. Traditionally speaking, as you see on the ESTA application in question number nine, individuals who traveled to a state sponsored terror from March 1st, 2011 forward would be denied entry. However, that policy is in the process of changing, and those travelers who travel to Cuba should expect that if they've traveled to Cuba on or after the designation date, that's January 12, 2021, then those particular travelers would not be allowed to travel under the Visa Waiver Program. So, for all those legacy travelers who traveled prior to that designation date, they shouldn't expect to have any issues at the port of entry as it relates to this specific question Mm -hmm. and can still apply for NASDAQ. Do you get a lot of complaints about this? We get a lot of inquiries. I think there's a lot of concern primarily because the official policy decision has not been made public yet. So we're still having some internal discussions on how we'll make that final decision and how that'll apply because it won't just impact Cuba. It'll also impact the other designations and all future designations. But like I said before, those persons who travel to Cuba can expect that the policy should be January 12, 2021. If you travel on or after that date, you will not be able to participate in the visa waiver program. If you travel before that date, you should be able to still apply just like you normally would, you would be welcomed into the United States with open arms.
1: I know there's a lot of confusion about everything that you do, so let's start with a bit of a primer for our listeners. I'd like to explore how the Visa Waiver Program, which is powered by ESTA, obviously, facilitates international travel, and I'd like to hear about any recent updates and upcoming innovations that you've got in the
0: works. As you're aware, if you want to travel to the United States, typically you have to do one or two things. You have to get in a visa, or you have to have some other form of travel authorization. ESTA allows 40 countries that are members of the Visa Waiver Program to travel to the United States for up to 90 days, And the ESTA is valid for two years. That means that a person, instead of waiting that long line to apply for a visa, can apply for an ESTA in the comfort of their own home. It takes about 15 to 20 minutes to apply for that ESTA. You'll get a response back typically within two hours. However, we do encourage individuals to apply at least 72 hours in advance, just in case. But you should get a response back in about two hours. The application process is very easy, and it makes traveling more available. How does that
1: happen so fast? Do you have... artificial
0: intelligence or
1: something working in the background?
0: We have a sophisticated network of checks and balances that we do here at the Department of Homeland Security. We're able to check the vast majority of travelers relatively quickly. We're just checking against our law enforcement databases to make sure that they are bona fide travelers, uh, make sure that there are no threat to the United States. And since the 99% of all travelers fit that profile, the responses are relatively quickly.
1: I believe I've heard Visa Waiver and ESTA used interchangeably. Is there a difference between them?
0: ESTA is the application. Uh, the Visa Waiver program is the actual program itself. So think of it as the Visa Waiver program is the car and ESTA is the gas that makes the car go.
1: It seems to me that ESTA applications would be a good way to gauge intent to travel, which is something we're always trying to figure out at Brand USA.
0: Thank you. Yes, that is correct. So when we look at the ESTA applications, we can uh, correlate that or extrapolate how many people are traveling to the United States under the Visa Waiver Program by how many people are applying for an ESTA. When we look at the numbers for 2018, we see that we had about 15 million ESTA applications. And then in 2019, we had another 15 million. As we hit the COVID pandemic, we saw that drop down to approximately 6 million and then 1 million. And that's, of course, because the United States was closed. But what we're now seeing in FY22, we're back up to 10 million. And now in FY23, we're trending to approximately 11 million applications correlating with the increased travel. And now, as you are aware, that uh, we have just gotten rid of all COVID restrictions. They've all ended. And the United States has opened its doors to all hallelujah, travel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, absolutely, we're seeing those numbers tick up even more. So we expect travel to increase. We want to welcome individuals back to the United States. We are here. We're open for business. And the ESTA program or the ESTA process will allow those travelers a simple process to apply and travel to the United States.
1: I am certain that marketers that are listening to this podcast are wondering which
0: markets are outperforming other markets. I can tell you, I know there's a competition, but the number one market is still the United Kingdom. And then we have Germany, Japan, South Korea, Spain, and France. What are you seeing from China? Well, China isn't able to travel under the Visa Waiver Program. They travel under the other program that I I manage, which is EVIS. Now that process is a little slower, primarily because the restrictions there are not just because the United States imposed restrictions, but the restrictions placed on China itself by the Chinese government.
1: are you seeing those applications go
0: Not really. Not really. It's a very slow trickle. We're hoping that as the political tensions cool between the United States and China, and of course, they still have a serious lockdown situation because of how Handling the COVID crisis in mainland China. So, as that becomes under control and they reduce those restrictions, we expect that to increase as well.
1: My spies tell me that ESTA is soon releasing a mobile app for the 40 visa waiver countries. And impressively, I hear it's in 24 languages. Are
0: they correct? They are correct. We are releasing a mobile application. It will be released next quarter. It is available in 24 different languages. It will be on the iOS and Android platforms. And for the first time, it will allow Visa Waiver applicants to apply on their phone using their own facial biometrics, which is an amazing thing because it'll ensure that you and only you are applying for your application. And because we do allow third parties, if someone else does apply for you, it'll mark the application as a third party application.
1: Does everybody, even children, have to apply for a visa waiver?
0: Everyone does and their parents can apply for them. And this is a very important point because sometimes when we apply for our relatives or our friends or even our children, there are subtle mistakes that happen in the application process. And then we forget to mark that third-party identifier. But if you're using the mobile application, that mobile application will mark the third-party identifier for you. And if you do make a mistake and you contact us through the Travelers Communication Center, we're able to cancel the application and allow you to reapply. Before, without that third-party identifier, the assumption is is the person who submitted that application was the actual person, and that didn't happen.
1: This is blowing my mind a little bit. So what you're saying here is that somebody can actually get a live person on the phone?
0: It's so rare today. It's like, how often does that happen? Yes, we actually get around 6,000 calls a week. We call them touches. So we get a combination of calls and emails. So do you have call centers all over the United States? No, we actually have one major call center. It's actually in the Ronald Reagan building in Washington.
1: Our office is very close to there. I'm wondering, do those people speak a lot of languages and answer
0: the phone? Generally speaking, we have Spanish, we have English, obviously, and Mandarin. Those are the three primary languages that we can communicate through the Travelers Communication Center. We also have translation services, so if there are other languages that need to be covered, we can use our translation services to cover that.
1: What does it cost to actually get a visa through the Visa Waiver program? Well, it's an ESTA
0: application or travel authorization. Sorry, see,
1: I'm still confused.
0: (laughs) It only costs $21. I say again. It only costs twenty-one dollars, and the reason why I say it that way is because there are a lot of third-party websites out there that will charge you an expedited fee or a fee to expedite your ESTA application. Did they really expedite them, or is it just a scam? It's just a scam. There is no expediting. Because all they're doing is getting in touch with you, and they just sit on the information, right? Exactly. All they're doing is filling out the application for you and charging you a hundred dollars to do that. Our response time is the same.
1: Oh, that's awful. It seems like there should be a law against that.
0: There should be. Unfortunately, most of these third-party websites operate outside the jurisdiction of the United States. So there's very little we can do other than to warn and to notify the public that, hey, we are here, use the .gov website, which is gonna be esta.cbp.dhs.gov. use the .gov website, which is esta.cbp.dhs.gov. If you use that website, you're only gonna pay $21, and you can ensure that it's only the United States government that's gonna hold your information, not a third-party provider.
1: You're one of the most positive individuals
0: I think I've talked to in a month, Macharia, so tell me what you like about your job. I love helping people. At CBP, we always like to say that we are the guardians of our nation's borders. We help facilitate lawful travel and trade. At ESTA, we focus primarily on the lawful travel portion. And I love meeting new people. I love communicating the great news and the great country that we have here in the United States. I love to tell people our story so that they can have those experiences. Yesterday, I heard a very interesting thing from the president of Brand USA. He said, you can have experiences all around the world. Mm-hmm. But you can only have United States experiences in the United States. So if you go skydiving somewhere else, that's great. He's going to be so happy to hear that somebody's paying attention to his speeches. I know, right? But you can do anything. You can go skiing somewhere else. But hey, skiing in Colorado is not like skiing anywhere else in the world. 100%. I should paint the picture a little bit for our
1: listeners in that he's wearing a beautiful uniform. And it's meticulous. I can tell just by looking at you that you've been in the military. I mean, you are meticulous. (laughs) He's a very handsome man. He's quite tall. And I would imagine due to your size that some people maybe are a little scared of you when they first meet you. And then you probably unarm them with your smile, right? Is that how you do
0: it? Absolutely. Absolutely. People always say, oh, my gosh, I thought you were going to be so rigid. I said, no, I'm a friendly guy. I like to talk to people. I like to understand where they're coming from and to help if I can. Thank you so much for educating me about visas. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure. I just want to remind all of our listeners here that the United States is open. We are welcoming travelers. We really would like you to come and visit us and explore all the great things we have to offer. And if you're a member of the Visa Waiver Program or you're a citizen of one of the countries of the Visa Waiver Program, please choose esta it's easy it's simple it's quick and we're waiting that's brand usa talks travel live from ipw in
1: san antonio texas thanks for listening i'm mark lapidus
0: if you enjoyed this live from ipw san antonio texas episode please share it with your friends in the travel industry safe travels